A new day has come to the town of Augustus, Illinois. At the central grill in the dining area, Rhonda and Gregory are sitting across from one another at a table, enjoying a light breakfast. Gregory, you know you didn't have to return the breakfast invitation. I love cooking, and I truly enjoyed making that meal for my son, his boyfriend, and you. Oh, I know that. And I don't think anything here can compare to that delicious meal you made for us yesterday. But I do think that once in a while, you deserve to be treated. Is that so? <laughs> exactly what does that mean? It means we had a great meeting this morning at GA. And that you told me how much you love crepes. But I guess the reason I asked you what you meant was because I'm trying to figure out what you consider this breakfast thing to be. Simply put, I'm trying to ask you if perhaps this should be considered a date. Would you like for this to be considered some sort of date, Rhonda? Yes. At Prodigy Nightclub in the main area, JJ is standing behind the bar taking inventory. Meanwhile, Antoine is sitting at the bar eating some peanuts out of a bowl. Are you almost done? JJ smiles flirtatiously, puts down the clipboard, and turns his attention to Antoine. Judging by how many peanuts you've gone through, I'll say you're bored. Uh, I'm just hungry. <laughs> if you say so, look, I'm almost done here. I'm just trying to make sure I have enough booze on hand for the grand reopening coming up. I want to make sure that I have a good report on sales for Lakin. She needs to know that her U.S. location is in good hands. Well, I mean, with you managing the place, it most certainly is. Anyway, I must admit that as you've been taking inventory, I've been, I don't know, I've been thinking. Oh, no. What about? My mother and Gregory. I mean, did you notice how close they were at breakfast yesterday? I mean, they even sat next to one another. Oh, and can't get anything past you, huh? I'm serious. Look, I think my mom might, I think she might like him. And I think that's kind of bad news. My mother is not ready for a relationship. And I'm worried that if she were to get into one and then if things didn't work out, it could spell bad news for her addiction. At the Harper Mansion in the living room, Elaine is standing over by the large bay window talking on her cell phone. Diana, I can't thank you enough for meeting with me yesterday. And I have some good news. The other women on the board have decided to approve of you joining the foundation. <laughs> Your work will start tomorrow morning. <laughs> yes, it's true. Congratulations. All righty. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. As Elaine hangs up from the call, Caitlin enters. Hey, Mom. 
Oh, Caitlin. Hello. You're just in time. I just got off a rather important telephone call. No worries. So you said you had more news about Dad? Yes. That is why I'm very grateful that you were able to rush over here. What is it, Mom? What's going on? Natasha found out that someone has been practically draining your father's bank accounts for months now. Though it would appear that your father has signed off on each and every one of these transactions, the amount of money being withdrawn time after time has made things, well, seem very suspicious. Dun, 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 the plot thickens. Exactly. By the way, Natasha told me that considering how large and frequent these withdrawals have become, that I should start paying more attention to the suspect list when it comes to who could have possibly spearheaded the plot to get your father out of prison. Honey, I know I didn't consider Andrew before, but maybe that was just me being blind. Andrew left this town so abruptly, I just thought it was because he wanted a fresh start, considering his reputation had been torn to shreds. But now you think he and Dad are up to something? Either that or... Uh... Or Andrew is keeping your father from returning to this town. Caitlin and Elaine turn around as Miranda enters the room going to them. Miranda, what are you doing here? I came to visit you in regard to your investigation of your husband's whereabouts. I wanted to check up on you. I can't stay long because it's my grandson's birthday today. I must say that it looks like I came at the right time. So how do we go about finding Gunner? And how do we go about seeing if Andrew really is somewhere in the world with him? At the Tasty Bean Cafe in the main area, Colin is standing at the coffee bar, pouring creamer into his coffee as he talks on his cell phone. Hey, Natasha, I'm calling you back in regards to your message. Are you sure that the police are unwilling to hand over any evidence in Emma's case? Is there anything you can do? It's important that we see what they managed to gather prior to turning it into a cold case. <sighs> okay. Thank you for having the willingness to try again. I appreciate it. Mm, talk to you later. Bye. As Colin hangs up from the call, Stephen enters the establishment. Stephen then spots Colin and makes his way over to him. Hello. Colin. Oh my goodness. Hi. I brought some things of Melanie's from the care facility to your family's home in preparation for our move. I haven't forgotten about my mom's generosity towards a sister that continues to wreck her life. Time and time again, and mine for that matter. Colin, I, I originally came here to grab some of Melanie's favorite pastries, but now that we've bumped into one another, I'm now wondering if we can talk for a bit. You know, a lot has gone unsaid these past few months. Steven, unlike you, I don't walk away from my responsibilities. 
you see, I have a job and then I've been invited to Aiden Marshall's birthday party. So if you'll excuse me, I have a life to live, not a life that you can continue to destroy with my aunt. I, I mean, Melanie. Colin hurriedly walks off as Stephen watches on. In Montreal, Canada, at Gunnar and Emma's home, Gunnar is sitting on the couch in the living room reading the newspaper. As he flips to the sports section, Andrew enters the room. Hey there, Gun. Sorry to interrupt your me time. Gunnar folds the paper, puts it on the coffee table, and then stands from the couch. How in the hell did you get in here, Andrew? I bought the house. I have a key, of course. What the hell do you want? I'm actually having a good day for once in this hellhole. Well, if you keep up your behavior, then I'm going to make your life even more hellish. What is that supposed to mean? You've been asking too many questions lately, and I don't appreciate it. I want to live a comfortable life. I want to stay out of a prison cell. I have big plans, Gunner, and I'll be damned if you ruin them. And if I do, what are you going to do to me? You don't want to find out. Uh, guys, what's going on in here? Andrew and Gunnar look over at Emma as she enters the room and walks up to them. At Leslie's penthouse in the living room, Leslie walks over to the coffee table and sets Aiden's birthday cake on the table. Isaac follows behind her and begins lining the cake with candles. Thank you for helping me out, Dad. And thank you for helping me throw such a great party. Everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. I'd say so. And you look like even you're finding time to put a smile on your face, even as Danielle and Alex stand a few feet away from you. They're a few feet away, like you said. As long as that stays true, I'll be just fine. I guess so. Um, real quick, before we get things started, I got a call from Stephanie yesterday. She told me about... I don't want to talk about work right now. But I will talk about it later, considering Stephanie wouldn't tell me exactly why you two met a few days ago. Well, we have a lot of father-daughter catching up to do. I guess so. Meanwhile, across the room, Alex and Danielle are standing next to Jonah. Dad, can we get you anything? No, I'm fine, son. Do you want me to help you to the couch, Jonah? That's very kind of you, Danielle, but I'm not 80 just blind. We just want to make sure you're comfortable, Dad. I appreciate that. By the way, where's Mom? Oh, she made a stop over at the Harper Mansion to meet with Elaine. She shouldn't be long, however. Why is she over there? She just told me it was to continue to be a friend to Elaine in her hour of need. I see. Well, Danielle and I are going to go check on the gifts in the kitchen, okay? Okay. You know where to find me. Jonah smiles as Alex and Danielle walk off. Meanwhile, across the room, Olivia and Christopher are standing next to one another. Olivia scrolling through her phone, reading a text message. One stunned, she puts her phone into her pocket. Hey, did you get that text from Dr. Becker? No, what's up? He wants to have a hospital-wide staff meeting tomorrow. That can't be good. They never are. What do you think it's about? I don't know, but I'm a little worried. I just hope that the hospital's funding isn't cut again. We can't survive yet another budget cut. 
Uh, that we cannot. Let's just keep our fingers crossed for the best. That's all we can do sometimes. Olivia then nervously takes a sip of her glass of red wine. Suddenly, Leslie moves to the center of the room with Aiden by her side. Alrighty, everyone, gather around, <laughs> gather around. It is now time for cake and presents. And I know that Alex and I's dear birthday boy is very excited. So are we ready to sing? Uh, one, two, three. Happy birthday. Back at the central grill in the dining area, Gregory is signing off on the check as Rhonda folds her napkin and places it on the table. Well, this has been a lovely, far too extended breakfast. There is no one else on earth that I would rather have one of these breakfast things at lunchtime with than you. But I really do have to make an appearance at my nephew's birthday party today. Oh, I completely understand. Kids need their family. It's so important. Very much so. I just can't believe he's already seven. Time flies. That it does. I remember when Antoine turned seven. We had this big party where we invited the whole family. I still remember the smile on his face as he blew out his candles. Oh, it will live in my head space forever. When Christopher turned that age, we had a jungle-themed party. He invited all his friends over for this whole wilderness adventure thing. Pamela and I spent hours making our backyard look like a rainforest. I even dressed up like a toucan with the costume I got at the party store. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you I know, know I will have to see those pictures sometime. Well, we'll see about you seeing those pictures of me in that costume. Maybe on our second date? Would you like to come to my home? I will make you my famous red rice. Second date? How I cannot wait to take you out all over this town. I would love nothing more. And I would love nothing more than to come to your place for dinner. Then it's settled. It most certainly is. Back at Prodigy Nightclub in the main area. Antoine, I am no stranger to having a complicated relationship with my mom. Look, no further than what happened last year with my secret sister coming into my life. It has taken me a really long time to forgive my mother and to accept Stephanie of all people. I know that we all want a great relationship with our mom. It's something we crave, but they also crave their independence and they crave great relationships too. I think you should let your mother go for it. <laughs> really? You know enough about my mom. And you certainly know enough about Gregory. Look, he's a changed man now. And I believe your mom has a lot of good in her. They deserve to be loved too. We all have something we've been addicted to. And yes, your mother's dueling addictions to drugs and gambling brings up bad memories for you. But she is in a new era of her life now. You know, I hate it when you're right. No, you don't hate me at all. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm just protective of her, considering all we've been through. And I'm sure she loves you for that. But when she came back into your life last year, you had to have known she was more than likely going to stay here in Augustus for a long time. She needs to have a life here. 
Yeah, I I get that. I just don't want to see her hurt. I can't promise you that she won't ever get hurt in her life again. But what I can promise is that she'll find some sort of happiness by being with Gregory. You saw how much she lit up at the table while sitting next to him. They have obviously formed a bond rather quickly. I guess. I guess I just need to not stand in my mother's way. It'll be a start. Fine. I guess I'll see where this thing with Gregory goes. Back at the Harper Mansion in the living room. Miranda, you better hurry. I don't want you to miss your grandson's birthday party. I'll have plenty of time with my grandson today. But I am here at the moment helping you to deal with this important situation. Mom, you need to trust Miranda. I think she knows a lot about Andrew, even more than he might know about himself. We fell for one another quickly as I was getting divorced from Jonah. Speaking of which, Jonah and I are back together now. And though it has not happened yet, nor will it anytime soon, I'm sure we might get married again. And I don't want Andrew's mysterious whereabouts to ruin my life. So if he's out there with Gunner, then I think we should stay one step ahead of them at all times. You're right. We all need to move on with our lives someday. And I don't think we can do that as long as Gunner is missing and possibly out there somewhere with Andrew. If Dad is with Andrew, though, then what do you think their plan is? Or Andrew's plan, rather. Andrew has practically been under the bottom of your father's boot for all these years. And I just feel like now Andrew is expecting some payback of some sort. You know, that your father is now doing some sort of bidding for Andrew. Why do you think Andrew would need someone to do his bidding? That's part of the mystery. I just don't know. Well, I'm going to my grandson's party now. As soon as I get home, I'm going to have one of the PIs from my firm phone Natasha. We need as many people on this as possible. Thank you, Miranda. This is what friends do for one another. Yes, it is. It most certainly is. Bye for now. Miranda walks off. Honey, are you okay? Uh, yeah. Why do you ask? Well, because as Miranda was saying her goodbyes, you looked awfully sad. Are you thinking about your father? Of course I am, but that's not the full reason as to why I'm sad. What's going on, Caitlin? Lenore revealed to me that Sky called her a few days ago and told her that she wasn't coming back to Augustus anytime soon. Sky's the Limit is going through some sort of crisis. And now I have to face the reality of running a blog startup all by myself. Oh, sweetheart. I bet you're also having feelings of abandonment all over again, aren't you? 
just like when Lakin left this city. I just feel as though I can't catch my breath. Sweetheart, I know that feeling. I really, really do. But I've also learned, as, well, cliche as it may sound, that there is always some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. You really believe in that, Mom? You bet I do. And I'm so sorry to hear about the sky situation. Well, do you know what? I think you should stay for dinner. And I think we should call your brother over and have one of our famous family dinners. But without all the drama for once. Just good company and Chinese takeout. After all, Gwendolyn definitely deserves the night off. I think that's a great idea, Mom. Good. I'll go call your brother. Elaine smiles and then walks off out of the room. Caitlin then turns around and stares over at the Harper family portrait. Back at the central grill in the dining area, Rhonda is standing over by the bar as a waiter hands her a to-go bag. I was here for so long I couldn't help but think about what to have for dinner. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to put this order together for me. The waiter nods politely and then walks off. All right, to home I go. As Rhonda collects her things and turns around, she suddenly bumps into a man. Oh, I'm, so I'm sorry. Rhonda? Stuart? Oh my god. What are you doing here? I was just about to ask you the same thing. I think we should talk about it. We can't talk. At least, not here. Come back to my place. We can talk there. Are you sure? Rhonda nods her head. Lord knows we need to. Back in Montreal, Canada, at Gunner and Emma's home. Andrew was just leaving. Uh, honestly, I was not. I still need to talk to Gunner about something rather important. Well, when I walked in here, you two seemed to be at each other's throats. What is going on here? Someone has yet to tell me just that. Emma, I don't think it's something you have to worry your pretty little mind about. And I don't think that that's 100% accurate. What are you doing here, Gunner? You see, Emma, Andrew and I were at each other's throats just now. We're having a huge disagreement. Oh, about? If you must know, I want to get a summer home for all three of us, and Andrew doesn't think it'd be a good idea. I just want to treat my wife and my best friend to a lovely vacation. Are you sure that's what I walked in on? You're my wife. I would never lie to you. Well then, darling, I really have to take your side here, sweetheart, and I hope Andrew will too. I think it would be fun to get away from our boring lives for a bit. You know what? I'm starting to come around. And if you'll excuse me, I've got some work to do for this project I'm throwing myself into. Emma walks out of the room just as Gunner takes a step closer to Andrew. See that? You don't hold all the cards. I could have destroyed your whole plan in one fell swoop. She was curious. I had her on the edge of her seat. 
You don't want to screw with me, Andrew. So either you back the hell off or I'll show you that you are still nothing more than the man that just once did my bidding. This has been Forever and a Day, created by KCS Hutchison. Co-executive producers KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, and Demi Morgan. Narrated by KCS Hutchison. Written by KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, Emmy Morgan, and Eric Andras. Music and sound effects provided by Fesleyan Studios and Soundstripe. Theme song provided by Soundstripe. This episode starred Elizabeth Monisser as Elaine Harper, Lucretia Lyon as Caitlin Harper, Bart Blackneo as Colin Harper, Aaron Clark as Stephen Langenfeld, Amelia Marshall as Rhonda Jeffries, Benjamin Bryant as Gregory Marshall, Darrell Anthony as Antoine Jeffries, Sherard Jackson as Jesse J.J. Frazier, Kalia Davis as Leslie Marshall, Tony D. Head as Isaac Marshall, Renee Saran as Miranda Williams, Matthew Preston as Jonah Bennett, Kevin Caliber as Alex Bennett, Candace Mack as Danielle Frazier, Emmy Morgan as Olivia Bookman, Lance Guzman as Christopher Marshall, Gene Young as Emma Jensen Harper, Brett Lawrence as Gunnar Harper, Frank DeCopolis as Andrew Rutledge, and Steve Beavers as Stuart Hastings. Join us next Monday for an all-new episode of Forever in a Day on your favorite podcast streaming platform, and catch all previous episodes on our website at faadseries.blogspot.com. This podcast is recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement.